Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Happened to Mike Schmidt, 40 year old boy podcast coming to you on a Friday. I know everybody line up and bonk me on the head in some sort of cartoon mallet and warn me about the things that I told you I wouldn't do this season, and now they're happening again. They're creeping in, but there's a reason, as you know, there's a reason. If you listen to yesterday's five minute bulletin, five minute attention, attention, five minutes with Mike, if you listen to that, they got downloaded to your computer probably just before, just ahead of this show. Uh, which, by the way, you might not download the show all the time. Perhaps you're not that kind of person. Maybe you're a, a sporadic listener. Uh, maybe you're somebody who listens all the goddamn time. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But perhaps if you're a new person, you don't know what I meant by five minutes of Mike. Well, yesterday, although, look, all right, let's uh, let's fucking get to this right now. I, I'm not, I don't know about the machinations of the internet. I'm not sure how everything works. But I do believe if you hit refresh podcast on this show, uh, you got this one. But then you also got yesterday's bulletin. Now, are you the type of person to skip a bulletin, go right to the meat of the matter? Perhaps you are. Perhaps you've left me in your wake and you're not going to listen to yesterday's bulletin. In which case, I'm going to rehab, uh, recap said bulletin for you now. I'm going to have to recap said bulletin. I almost said rehab. I'm going to have to. Uh, folks, it's a car accident in my head sometimes. You know, I'm trying to talk. That's all I want to do is bring you guys some words in a cogent ma- manner, in a fashion, and in an order, I guess is what you'd say. Uh, including in yesterday's bulletin, which came out, oh, midday probably. Because yesterday, you know, Thursday has been podcast day for a very long time. And then uh, last year, yeah, things got a little hinky. Uh, because I will not lie to you. My life has become hinky in a way where, and I don't mean hinky in a way. Oh, it's so hectic. I can't do the show. It's like, no, I, my life's not hectic at all. And therefore there is no show. That sort of thing, which I've talked about ad nauseum, uh, uh, at Liberty. I'm at Liberty to say, as I could say, hold on, I'm uh, uh, sitting in an office chair. All right, good. I had to straighten it out there. Uh, I'm very weird. Like, I uh, I sit in my office chair, and I want to slide my legs behind me underneath the office chair, but then sometimes the rolly legs get in the way, and I cannot tell you that, dudes, you know this. You know the pain of that um, banging your foot into something. You ever been walking? You stub your toe into a desk or into the leg of a couch or some bullshit, and, uh, and, and it hurts for months. It just hurts for goddamn months. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you there's a pain that rivals said toe jamming. Uh, toe stubbing, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if you're sitting in a rolly chair 
And uh, like me, you don't wear shoes in your house because you're fucking Mrs. Livingston from goddamn Courtship of Eddie's father. Oh, that's right. And normally in the old days, I would do the voice here, but I'm not going to do that. You know why? Because I'm not going to fucking podcast jail for you guys. Like Cliff Booth says, pussy's been after me for a long, sorry, jail's been after me for a long time. I'm not going to go because of you. Uh, so take that, Mrs. Livingston. You know, jail podcast jail's been after me for a long fucking time. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do a half-assed Mrs. Podcast Mrs. Livingston, Mrs. Podcast. What if she was on a show? There's there's that's why I have that's my maid on my on the courtship of ship of Mike Schmidt's father. Uh, then we'd have Mrs. Podcast, and she comes in and talks like Rosie the Robot. That's what Mrs. Podcast would look like too, if you think about it to yourself, right? She's gonna look like Rosie the Robot with the light up face. And I'm gonna ask you this, and we all know this, we all thought about it, even as children, this popped into your head. Um how many times did George Jetson fuck Rosie the Robot, right? I mean, and look, this is an old man talking, and it's an old school fucking Jetsons thing. We all saw the Jetsons, right? And if you didn't see the Jetsons, you have no idea. But right now, imagine this. Imagine you have no touchstone at all with the Jetsons. You don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. You're not sure what they are. And I just said to you, hey, man, how many times do you think George Jetson tried to fuck Rosie the Robot? And you're just like, dude, that sentence, that that could be... Uh, like a, the launch codes for the nuclear fucking bombs. I don't know who George Jetson is. I don't know what Rosie the robot is. I don't even think about a guy fucking a robot, uh, which, you know, that's and that's what separates the men from the animals, because <laughs> most men, they want to think about a, a guy fucking a robot. That's the first thing in their brain. That's why they make a movie like Ex Machina, because uh, they, that, that whole movie is about a guy thinking about, boy, I should fuck this robot. Uh, and if you really want to boil it down, aren't all movies about that in some way? Uh, I mean, Avatar, Avatar is a, uh, it's, it's a guy going, man, should I fuck this blue chick? You know what I mean? It's like, it, that's, it all comes down to that with every single movie on Friday the 13th. Everybody's like, man, we should fuck each other. And then Fred, uh, Fred, no, Freddy's not there. What if Freddy showed up on Friday the 13th? What if it was Freddy the 13th? Hold on. That changes the whole fucking dynamic. Freddy's mom. Cause Freddy, we, as we know, uh, we all know about Freddy. He's the bastard son of a hundred maniacs. I, I think, I, I believe, I believe it was a hundred maniacs. I don't, might've been a thousand maniacs. I don't want to get in a. I don't want to cast aspersions on Freddie's mom. I don't want to say that she was spreading it for everybody, although it wasn't her fault. Uh, she was a nun who got locked overnight into a room with 100 maniacs slash possibly 1,000 maniacs. And what happens? Well, of course, if you're a 1,000 maniacs, let me ask you this. I'm going to pose this question to you. If you're a 1,000 maniacs and uh, it's Friday night, you know, and you're just like, ah, fucking it, great, another night in the maniac house. And uh, and then the weekend is coming and you're like, well, it's a holiday weekend, too. And that's not but normally for normal people. The holiday weekend is fun. It's exciting. Perhaps there's potato salad involved, but a hundred maniacs, they're just locked at a fucking hundred maniac house. And they're like, God, they, you know, they don't give a fuck about Labor Day. A hundred maniacs do not care about Labor Day. I got to I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm 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 comfortable in saying this. If you're a hundred maniacs, at no point do you think to yourselves, God damn, it's Martin Luther King's birthday. All right. Day off from being maniacs. We got a maniacal day off. Let's take care of business. Let's do something fun. Let's have a let's have a maniacal sack race. Let's eat some maniacal coleslaw and have a maniacal sack race. Fire up the maniacal grill and make a hundred hamburgers for a hundred maniacs. Let's do that. See, there's a picnic. That's what they would do. But no, I'm telling you, they locked them in some tower somewhere, Rapunzel style, and none of these hundred maniacs have enough hair to climb the fuck down or or have a knight climb the fuck up. Oh, and that would be bad news for a knight. What if they had oh, what if it's a hundred maniacs and one hot chick? Not counting the nun. We'll get to the the nun in a second, but what if it's a hundred maniacs in a tower and yet, yet they have one hot chick who's there and she's sympathetic to the hundred maniacs cause. So they use her as bait 
And she's got Rapunzel hair. She's up in the fucking tower. She's like, yo, what's up there, Sir Lancelot? What the fuck? And he's like, hey, what's happening, hot girl? I'm going to come up there and rail you. She's like, terrific. Climb up my hair. That won't hurt my scalp at all. So she fucking flings her hair out the window and fucking Lancelot climbs up the whole tower, Batman style. All of a sudden, in the middle of a George Jessel opens a window and talks to him. What the fuck? That's strange. It makes no sense. But all of a sudden, Lancelot gets to the top and he climbs in. He's like, forsooth, I'm here to rail the fuck out of you with your long tresses. And she's like, terrible news. I'm the front woman for a hundred maniacs. And Sir Lancelot just gets fucking buggered all weekend long. Because I don't know if I mentioned, it was a holiday weekend. As I've mentioned many times, they don't care about a holiday. They just want to fuck a guy in chain mail. That's what a hundred maniacs do with their goddamn fucking uh, Martin Luther King Day. Uh, But if you're a nun... And you get trapped in the room with a hundred maniacs. You turn around, and that's terrible. It's a Friday afternoon. Again, everybody else is punched out. I can't even remember what the story was. Somehow she got uh, locked in with a hundred maniacs, and then, of course, as I said, a hundred maniacs—they're not—they're uh, not inviting this nun to play badminton with them. They're—they're they're not saying, "Hey, look, there's a nun. What if we discussed theology with her? What if she educated us on the ways of the Lord?" They said, "No. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna get a hundred maniac cocks wet, and they're just gonna fucking run a train on a nun." And dude, you have not had a train run until you got a hundred maniacs running a train on you because they that, that is just that is ugly that is the bullet train of fucking sex trains of a hundred maniacs are going to work because you got to figure these are hundred maniacs who have not been laid in god knows how fucking long they live in a tower for fuck's sake like i said they're not getting hundred maniac fucking potato salad or hundred maniac uh, uh three bean salad uh you know I'm, and i'm going to tell you this if you are and just take this to heart and know this please take it as a note put it in your heart put it in your head or even write it down on a post-it and put it on the fridge if you yourself and or your family, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say solo or your family, because I don't know how 100 maniacs operate. Maybe they just want you at the party. They don't want the whole family. It might be embarrassing for them to have children there because they're not exactly cleaned up these days. But if you yourself or your family or some entity or a couple, or you're going to bring a new girlfriend to meet 100 maniacs and 100 maniacs invite you to a picnic of some sort, the 100 maniac picnic and the aforementioned 100 maniac sack race and coleslaw picnic. If you are invited to a picnic by 100 maniacs, and, uh, and uh, do not make the three bean salad because, look, we're dealing with a bunch of different tastes, all right? You don't want to narrow it down to three beans for 100 maniacs because these guys are all over the fucking map. So you're going to make, you're going to have to make minimum 100 bean salad just to try to cover one bean for each maniac. Now, look, you could get lucky. There could be a maniac out there who likes multiple beans. And so you're fine. He's gone. He's, he's, having, he's having a dish. He's looking at you and he's complimenting you. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to fuck you, right? Because I love your 100 bean salad. But there may be, but you got to try. You have to try because if I, that's, this, is the cause the, the biggest cause of being raped by maniacs is bringing inadequately beaned salad i don't know if you're aware of this this is true find it in the medical journals baby your chances of getting somehow if having a sex crime committed against you by a hundred maniacs go up exponentially uh, in accordance with the number of beans you put in the summer salad you provide for the hundred maniac pic- picnic so if you're gonna go just to cover your fucking bases i'll tell you what i myself because i don't i have no interest in sex with a hundred maniacs i might make a 200 bean salad just for fucking overkill man now you do run the risk at that point of the maniacs blowing a fucking gasket because they can't comprehend the fact there's 200 beans in the world and only 100 maniacs or they might think that your largesse is almost vulgar as you've gifted them with two beans per maniac and they might go holy shit we're shutting this whole fucking picnic down how dare you come here with 200 beans you rich fool you fool 
Uh, but if you're a nun who somehow winds up getting locked up with 100 maniacs, again, I think we've all clarified the fact that you are about to just have a terrible weekend. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it's just going to be it's going to be 100 maniacs just mixing their seed up and plowing it inside of you. And, uh, and you're just you're not going to get any rest. I'll tell you this. I'll put it that way. That's I guess that's the kindest way I can put it. If you're a young nun who's uh, helping out at a crazy house and you somehow wind up locked into a tower with 100 maniacs over a holiday weekend, um, you're just you're just in for an awful weekend and 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 an extra day of it too. If you got a bad Saturday Sunday, that's fine. You're a nun. You're just like oh whatever. And because I'll tell you this, you're you're a nun, and uh and your boss usually on the on the seventh day, which is Sunday, he rested. I got news for you: a hundred maniacs not ascribing to the on the seventh day he rested. That that is not happening at all. A hundred maniacs are going to plow the fuck out of you morning, noon, and night. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, and and uh, that's if it's Friday. I, I'm going to say Monday's the weekend. Yeah, it's, it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday on a holiday weekend. You're in there on Monday. Oh, and I tell you, I tell you what, you think Garfield doesn't like Mondays? You know who really hates Mondays? The fucking young nun who gets locked into a tower with a hundred maniacs and is raped all day. That's she's she's not on board with that at all. Because you know what's going to happen? She knows it's going to happen. Her uh, her womb, which has been touched by Jesus, has now been befouled by a hundred maniacs. And that that weird genetic bullia base is going to spit out a Freddy Krueger. And he's going to go on to make a fucking knife glove and give Heather Langenkamp a career. Jesus Christ. Can we forgive him for that? Actually, yes, we can. We love Heather Langenkamp. And uh, Amanda Scott. Was that the blonde? Is that the blonde? Is that if it, Dudes, let me tell you something. I'm going to swallow hard right now. Uh, if you Google that right the fuck now, and that woman's name is Amanda Scott, I, I'm never doing another episode of this show be, uh, without money. I need to get paid fucking hardcore. I mean, you guys are all nice and you donate Patreon, whatever the fuck. But if, I'm, if I truly just pulled the name of the fucking second chick in Nightmare on Elm Street, because we all know Johnny Depp's in there, and he winds up in a, in a, in a fucking, uh, literally a blood cum extravaganza, blood volcano, I guess you would say. Um, but it says a lot more about me than I thought it was that, that a huge rope of fucking liquid shooting the ceiling would be blood cum, um, blood ejaculate, uh, which by the way, that, by, that is the best death metal band in history. I'm, I'm going to say right now, I'm not even going to go the old, uh, the old way with the, I'll tell you what, that's uh, you hear about them. They open for the goats or whatever the fuck. No, I'm just, I'm not that, that name's too good to waste on that old fucking saw blood ejaculate is the fucking band of the future. Take it, run with it. I know we got musicians out there who listen to my, you know, Max, you want to take it? You want to make blood ejaculate? David Kemp, Ricky Wellbanks. How you guys doing with fucking 8,000 guitar pedals and, and fucking Wellbanks. That's a buddy of ours. He moved to Nova Scotia. Uh, first of all, to see the total eclipse of the sun, which by the way, I'm legally obligated to say total eclipse of the sun after I say Nova Scotia, because I'm an old grandfather. Uh, but our buddy Wellbanks moved up there and he's holding it down for us. He's our, he's our man on the ground is our eyes on the scene in Nova Scotia. Um, and he moved from, uh, you know, he moved from the big city out to where the moose dwell. And he brought himself a fucking, uh, just a pile of fucking guitars. Jesus Christ. I don't know what's it. I wish, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't own multiple of really of anything. I used to own a billion CDs. I, I own books, um, but hobby type stuff. I don't know. Fuck. I mean, I'm staring at three computer screens. That's probably fucking weird. But, um, but the very fact that like a guy like Rick or Dave or fucking or Max, dude, you walk in and they, they've just got, uh, like I said, a pile of guitars. It is, it is insanity to me. And that's fucking cool. And I, again, not knowing the difference, I'm like, does this ever different? Cause I thought the pedals made the sounds. I thought the strings and the guitar, except for the fat bodies, like those big fucking Rickenbacker things. I thought those played different, uh, notes. Well, not different notes. Everything, that's the thing. Everybody, everybody's CDG and whatever the fuck, possibly an E and an F. You throw those motherfuckers in there and you go sharp and flat and whomever, whatever you got to fucking slide on your hand, you go Rikuder. I don't know. Hey, is it, you play an R and a Y and a C, play a C double O D E R on a fucking Rickenbacker. 
Rickenbacker. You blast out some goddamn notes. That's how you get your business done. You get out there, you, 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 you play like an Al Demiola. You play, you know, like, oh, I'm going to play an A sharp with an L minor with a D-I-M-E-O-L-A uh, on, the, on the humbucker, whatever the fuck. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to get my I'm going to boil my humbuckers. That's 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 you know what? A lot of guys who listen to the show boil their humbuckers. In fact, I'm I'm going to go on it. I have good authority. A lot of the guys who listen to the show actually listen while they're boiling their humbuckers. This is the best boil your humbucker show you're going to find in the business. If you're I'm telling you right now, if you're a musician and you got to boil your humbuckers, uh, this is this is a show to live by. This is you know, they always say that's that's music to sleep by or that's music to fuck by. I don't know if anybody ever really says that. Who says that? Who's like, Wow, your new album is music to fuck by. Is that a compliment? I mean, it is, certainly. But if, let me ask you this. If somebody's telling you that they're fucking to your music, are you thinking to yourself, you know what, that's a that's a serious compliment? Or are you thinking to yourself, you're missing all the nuances, man. You're not listening to me as I fucking cut it up, but I play the fucking notes. You're not listening. You can't hear Jimmy. You can't hear Jimmy while you're balls deep in some chick. Fucking, you got to sit down like and listen to me like Beethoven. If Beethoven knew that his fucking music was going to be new, used to name a dog who drooled all over himself and was fat and like jumped on a kid or whatever the fuck, he'd be so mad right now. Although he'd be like, I mean, he wouldn't hear it because they'd tell him a hundred times he's a fucking deaf dude. Was he deaf his whole life? I don't know that shit about Beethoven because I mean, I don't know. Look, man, that's fucking that just seems weird. Like if you're and also because if you're deaf, the I'm, I'm going to I'm right now. This is it. I'm throwing it. I'm throwing Beethoven. In the uh, in the top ten balls of hall of all time, the Hall of Fame, the Balls Hall of Fame, Beethoven gets it because I'm assuming I'm going from this. He had he's probably because again when you were a fucking when was he born like 1711 or whatever the fuck. So he's a, he's the kind of dude he could wind up. You you're born and then uh, like you know you you pet the wrong dog and you get pleurisy and it settles in your ear and you're fucking dead. You can't hear a thing for the rest of your life. Or you know you you accidentally walk between a master and a slave and you got a fucking bullwhip in the ear and now you're deaf for fucking ever. Um, I don't know if he was born deaf. That's what I'm saying. If he's born deaf, uh, then like as Lady Gaga would say, he was born this way and we got to just leave him alone. That's totally fine. Um, but if he's a dude who could hear and then he got he got deaf. What if he, he became deaf? Uh, what's his origin story? What's Beethoven's superhero origin story? Because again, like I said, it's always that thing where you know, because we we have all sorts of fucked up stories. You know, hey, George Jetson fucked a robot, and his neighbors were deafened by this the high pitched sound that came out of her as she orgasmed with her fucking bolts and nuts that came flying out of her robot vagina. Uh, so that'll happen now here. That's because that's our space age tales of deafness that has arrived. But in the old days, like I said, it's just like oh, Beethoven happened upon the woods and saw a crick, and he stripped down to his Beethoven stockings, and he did a couple of backstrokes, and oh. Oh, no, <laughs> he caught cold and in the middle of the long winter, he shivered and his eardrums atrophied and leaped out of his body and, and to their subsequent death in a fireplace, which is terrible news. I'll tell you what, if you're because in the old days, that had happened. You're you're fucking because, again, it was such a bad time and things were so rough. You're laying in a cabin somewhere and bullshit is happening to you. Your eardrums would just take a fucking powder. They're like, you know what? I can't fucking handle listening to this shit anymore. Maybe you want to live through it. That's totally fine. And the eardrums, you know what? They're the cool part of the body. They actually put out the word because they, they're the hearing thing. And they set it out there. They go, hey, look, anybody else want to bail? It's the fucking 1700s. He just went into a fucking creek and uh, he got he got nibbled on by a fucking weird fish that's just going to exist in 300 years and whatever. We well, just got to fucking get out of here. We're taking off. Who's with us? And in the old days, 
fingers and toes were always kind of like, you know, we want to go, but I mean, it's just, I, we, there's really no way for us to disengage here, but you know who, yeah, you know who followed the eardrums lead back in the day? Fucking teeth. You always hear those stories. Fucking everybody like George Washington's got wooden choppers. I'm sure Beethoven had some fucking, uh, just a mouth nightmare, just a goddamn gum tsunami in his mouth, fucking teeth flying all over the fucking place, coughing up blood and whatever the fuck. And, uh, and, and it's cause the teeth were like, yeah, fuck it. We're out of here. Teeth were ballsy too. I'm, I'm throwing teeth and eardrums along in the Balls Hall of Fame with our good friend Beethoven because teeth and eardrums don't fuck around. They're like, fuck you, we're leaving. And eyes, too. As we know, eyes will check out. Eyes, however, want to pop themselves out of their fucking head. Eyes just want to fucking pop out and roll, buddy. But the problem is, I'll tell you this, eyes don't realize that they're fucking gripped by a retina. They they think that they're independent. Eyes, because eyes will roll sometimes you don't even want them to. Because And you're just like, dude, my, I think my eyes are fucking sentient. Like, even they didn't like what you just said. I, I didn't even form an opinion. My brain was still thinking about it. My eyes just uh, fucking went and rolled on their own. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even check them. I tried, tried to close my eyes or fucking shake my head or whatever the fuck, but my eyes were just rolling, baby. So that makes me think at some point your eyes would try to leap out of your skull to join your eardrums on a strike in your teeth. They're just fucking walking down the street looking like the snacks in a goddamn fucking let's all go to the lobby movie. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Hey, it looks like an eardrum and there are some teeth. Uh, and they're walking around with like a little parade flow. I, I love, I, I'm, I love sentient cartoon snacks. I, I'm sorry. Cause look, cartoons, whatever the fuck we get it. There's a rabbit and he's cool. And then there's a cat and everybody's mean to him because everybody likes mice because you're telling kids that it's okay to be small and fuck you, Tom, fuck you, Tom. Jerry should have eaten you a million years ago. Um, but snacks, snacks we can love. If you see a box of popcorn with lipstick on it, holy shit. Is that the best? And, and and look, all right, I'm let's let's deal with the elephant in the room. <laughs> a lot of elephants in a lot of rooms in this show. Uh let's if you've got if you've got a box of, of, of popcorn with lipstick on it, I uh, all right, look, you're gonna fuck that box of popcorn, aren't you? I know look, and I know it seems like I have a one track mind today, and I don't mean to, certainly, but I mean seriously, if you've got a box of popcorn that's got a mouth, I mean, because you're doing the popcorn trick anyway. We all know that. You're Danny Zuko. You got a fucking box of popcorn in your fucking lap. You whip out your Zuko cock and you're hoping Sandy plums it in for a handful of corn. And whoa, she gets a handful of Zuko and wackiness ensues. All of a sudden, the drive-in's a much more interesting place. Unless, unless, and this could happen because we've seen it happen before. Sandy reaches in, grabs a handful of Zuko and is horrified and blanched and runs away. And then you know what happens. Well, you're branded a fool. Uh, what are the kids going to think Monday at school? That'd be terrible because you are now stranded at the drive-in as Sandy left to boil her hand because it's covered in Zuko. Uh, and that's, and she doesn't want that. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants their hands covered in Zuko. Um, she's just, she's just literally just her hands are dripping with grease lightning. Oh, it's so awful. (laughs) She's going to get herself a lot of tit there though. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, so you're doing the Zuko trick anyway, and you're like, you know, like, haha, popcorn box on lap, and then cock up in there, and hoping somebody comes along and has some popcorn. Like, yeah, by the way, the popcorn trick does not work if you're not on a date. I'm gonna warn you about that. Unless you're gonna reach in and jerk yourself off, which is totally fine. You play mystery guy. Hey, play mystery snack jerk off. <laughs> it's your own hand. Yeah, why are you eating popcorn left handed? Well, it's because it's like a stranger's enjoying themselves. Uh, a stranger? Well, I'm a kind of enjoying myself as well. It's a, please don't ask any questions. Uh, if somebody asks you in the middle of, uh, yeah, fuck that. By the way, if I'm in a movie and meet my popcorn left handed, and you're 
you've got the, and the, the, the wherewithal, and you've got the temerity to interrupt my film and my experience by saying, why am I eating popcorn? You don't know me. You don't know a fucking thing about me, man. You don't know if I'm, I'm left-handed or right-handed. You don't know if I got my cock in a box or whatever the fuck. Maybe I'm just, I enjoy shoveling popcorn into my maw with my left fucking hand, my off hand. Maybe I'm keeping my right hand free in case I got to punch a motherfucker for asking me questions in the middle of a goddamn movie. You want to get smoked? Then step the fuck up and ask me corn questions while I'm watching a goddamn feature film. Uh, so if you got a pox of, a, a pox of popcorn, what do what you got that? What do you got a pox of popcorn? <laughs> you know what? We're, I'm, fuck it. I'm naming the show that. Hold on. Let's, write, let's jot down the time code here. There you go. Pox of popcorn. <laughs> Lovely. Isn't this show better when there's somebody here to take notes? Like our friend Justin was here last week. And he, dude. Justin was the coolest. Justin took more notes than Lily had since year seven. Justin fucking got it. And that's and look, that's not a I'm not fucking coming after Lily there because imagine listening to this fucking crazy tornado of words then trying to pull out sentient phrases or, or uh, uh, not sentient phrases. What's a, um, I, I can't even think of a word now. Jesus Christ. I was I'm derailed at the 22 minute mark. I'm derailed. Uh, I was doing so well earlier and saying all sorts of things that mattered. And now look what the fuck just happened. You got a box of corn on your lap. You're shoveling corn in your mouth. And of course, your cock's inside because you're waiting for somebody to come along and grab a handful of yourself. Now, you look up on the screen and there's the fucking popcorn box with the mouth on it and lipstick and sexy. Look, I, we can all talk about this, right? We can all say that we see, if you see like a, isn't there, isn't it brutal sometimes when you see like a sexy dog and you just, you don't know what to do with yourself inside because you, you, they, they made the dog sexy. It's like the sexy rabbit on the cartoon with fucking when, when, and Bugs Bunny's just like, there's a hot robot fucking bunny fucking swinging her hips around. She's got big ass lipstick on. You're like, dude, I, all right, look, I'm, I'm not a weirdo. And cause this is what you say in your own brain. You're like, I'm not a weirdo. I'm, I, but I would fuck the shit out of that rabbit. Uh, and, and, but, but do you? All right, let's go ahead and let's analyze that. Let's analyze who we are inside. Let's go ahead and take stock of who we are as people. Um, hot rabbit comes along. I mean, really fucking hot, like sexiest rabbit you've ever seen, which probably isn't saying much because most rabbits are what? They're hiding in your fucking bushes. You're trying to kill them. They're forming a society and somebody's writing about it. Uh, their watership has gone down and you don't know what to do with yourself. Um, so you see a rabbit or perhaps you're going to give them the dip. You're worried about uh, a crazy eyes, bug eyed Christopher Lloyd is going to pick him up and throw him in a goddamn barrel of fucking sauce. Uh, and, and by the way, if you've ever if you've ever wanted to see the bastard son of a hundred maniacs, look at Christopher Lloyd and who framed Roger Rabbit. Holy fuck. You thought Freddy Krueger was a creep. This fucking dude with his buggy eyes and his fucking weird ass shaved head and uh, and weird lantern jaw. And he's dressed like a fucking Amish scarecrow. Holy shit. Is he creepy? He's wearing the gloves. Why is he wearing the gloves? Well, because he's got to put his hands in the dip. And as we all know, like, ah, spoiler alert. I refuse to spoil. Um but if you saw a sexiest rabbit, like that, like literally tall, uh, I'm going to say five, one, I'm going to out myself here by giving you the measurements of this rabbit. <laughs> You're going to be like, Oh, I know, I know what Mike's thinking. I know where Mike's head's been. Um, it is like a five, five foot tall. Hey, let's go five feet. Let's go an even five. Let's come in. Let's come in at like a hundred pounds, five feet, a hundred pounds. And just, and just fucking semi stacked. Big ass lipstick, fucking gorgeous ears, and a beautiful rabbit face. But like, but still a rabbit face. We all know it's a rabbit face. And then even better, she's like, um, she's like totally hot and swinging her big. She got big ass rabbit, rabbit bearing hips. Oh, dude, you fucking grab out of those. All right, so, uh, but 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 then, and she makes it evident that she would absolutely let you in. She's like, yeah, you know what, man, I am all yours. If you are, 
If you are somehow looking to go down and, and have rabbit for lunch, it is on the fucking menu, baby. And she just comes around and swings by. Ding, bong, ding, bong, that fucking weird machine noise. And look, so the, she could be a robot, we're, but we're accepting it. We're going the other route. We're going the other way because uh, there's robot and then there's rabbit and then there's robot rabbit. So let's let's break those up into three things. Do you fuck a robot? Do you fuck a rabbit? Do you fuck a robot rabbit? But the thing is, they are all sexy. I'm going to tell you this. I'm not, I'm not having you bang some ugly rabbit, all right? I'm not telling you to fuck some weird robot. Uh, these are sexy creatures. Now, because again, like Rosie, I can't speak for George fucking Jetson. That dude's a fucking nut because he's got the hottest wife. He's got uh, Jane fucking Jetson, who granted, she'll take the whole wallet and go spend all your fucking money. But at the same time, she's, she comes home and she's a crazy freak in the sack. And she's giving you two hot kids already. So why wouldn't you fucking bang her? But I guess, you know, George is a freaky dude. He's bored. And, and maybe Jane's shut him out because, again, he works all fucking days over there grinding for Spacely. And she's like, maybe she's fucking some space dude. Maybe maybe fucking uh, uh, Jet Screamer came by and he worked both the mom and the daughter in a fucking unholy alliance. A crazy trio. He eep op. <laughs> he eep opt their orc. Ah, ah. <laughs> You know what, guys? Uh, I'm an old person, and these references are only going to work for me. But at the same time, if, if I told you that Jet Screamer came by and eep opt your wife, <laughs> your wife's orc, ah uh, ah, uh, you, you 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 would you get it? Do you get it? Do you got to Google that? Maybe you got to Google that. I don't know. And also, I said he banged your daughter at the same time. Uh, and like, you know, fuck it, let's throw the maid in there. Let's throw Rosie in there. Like I said, George is getting some with Rosie because fucking Jane has shut him out because she's getting her epop orked by the ah-ahs. Uh, that's it. There's a new, that's the backup for Jet Screamer. The, and they're eep orking the shit out of fucking Jane's ah-ah. Um, so, so fucking Jet Screamer comes over and he runs a three-way on your fucking wife and your daughter. And then you're like, ah, you know what? I'm going to stick my dick in this weird, ugly robot. Cause that look, Rosie, no offense. Lovely woman keeps perfect house or perfect space tower or spaceship, whatever the fuck they live in. So I, for Rosie as a domestic, I'm, I'm on board. I'm giving her an A+. I'm giving her a 100, that, that weird emoji 100. She gets it. Rosie the robot gets that for a house cleaner and, and making sure that she puts meals on the table and for tutoring Elroy. And that's got to be a hard gig for fucking Rosie. Cause she, and also, she knows everything. The domestics know everything. If you've got a maid, she knows who you're fucking. She knows how you jerk off. She knows everything about you because she cleans your sheets, man. She sees what you're leaving behind. And also, she hears those weird noises is emanating out of the bathroom when fucking Jet Screamer pops in and he fucking pins goddamn Jane and, and Judy in there. He's doing with a double, double J workout. Fucking Jet Screamer. That's a triple J. That's a goddamn triple J workout when you got Jet, Judy, and Jane in the bathroom going to work and Rosie the Robot. Because again, Rosie the Robot just lets out that robot. She's like, beep, bop, oops, I. Because she knows she's got to clean up that fucking bathroom. And there is just fucking Screamer DNA all over the goddamn joy because he's not going to look Screamer's not crazy. All right. He knows that Jane is still fertile and obviously Judy is. She's a young lady. So Jet Screamer's got to pull out and just spray all over their faces. He's just going to fucking let them have it with the Jet Screamer fire hose. And, and, and you ever hear you ever hear Jet Screamer let loose? Eep up orc. Ah, ah. Uh, and when you hear that, you know what? If if the, if the van is eep up Orc, ah-ahing, don't bother knocking, all right? Because your, your boy Jet Screamer is throwing ropes all over the fucking Lady Jetsons' faces. And Rosie the Robot's outside just... And because, again, I'll tell you this, too. Rosie the Robot, she she knows what's happening. She understands that Jane and Judy are fucking working Jet. And she's like, oh, man, I got to clean up that fucking room. I got to wash all these fucking clothes. That's a drag. But at the same time, deep in her tin robot heart, she's kind of like, oh, man, you know what? Fucking George is working. He's out there at the Sprocket house. Spacely's being a dick. 
Cogswell's probably come by and throwing some cog shit his way, and he's all fucked up. He doesn't know what the fuck to do. He gave Jane the fucking wallet this morning. She's buying Jet Screamer all sorts of fucking presents with the goddamn money, and she got shot under the fucking cannon or whatever the fuck. And Judy, of course, ditches school to come home and fuck Jet Screamer in the bathroom with her mom. And, and Rosie's like, I can't, I can't. Mr. J is so fucking nice to me. How do I fucking... Is it, does she call him Mr. J or am I going Harley Quinn Joker? I thought she called him Mr. J too. Didn't Rosie the Robot call George... Is he the original Mr. J? Is Rosie the Robot the original Harley Quinn? Does DC have a lawsuit on their hands? Are the Jetsons coming from the DC universe? Take that, birds of prey. I'm suing you into the fucking Stone Age. Or I go with the reverse. I'm suing you into the Space Age. That's what we do. If I sue you into the Stone Age, then we got a Flintstones problem. But no, we sue you into the Space Age with the Jetsons conundrum. Uh, I don't know. I think she called him Mr. J, right? Didn't Georgie? I, I think Rosie the Robot did that. But she's, uh, she's, she's crestfallen. She's heartbroken, man, because she knows that his wife and daughter are betraying him by just fucking working Jet Screamer behind closed doors. And so she sighs. And not only does she have to clean up the house, but she's got to keep the secrets. And all your domestics keep all your secrets. You don't think you don't think Alice from the Brady Bunch had a whole fuck ton of secrets that she could have spilled? She, she washed Greg's sheets. She knew what the fuck that guy was doing. Uh, and that's just creepy as fuck, right? To even think about that. I'm sorry I even brought it up and put that image in your brain. Uh, let's take that back. Um, but so Rosie the Robot, man, she's just like, she knows that the Jetsons are getting worked in, in George's absence and she feels bad. So then when George comes home and he's sad and forlorn and he realizes that he's being shut out by Jane and he's lonely, don't I guess if you're Rosie... You, you you fucking offer up the fucking offer it up. You just say, hey, you know what, man, I'm, I'm let's split the pink. Let's split some robot pink. You want to fucking feel better about yourself, George, Mr. J, Mr. J, just plow me from my robot behind. Just get behind me and, and let's do it fucking toaster style. Let's fucking make it happen. And uh, and then George is just he's just grateful for the kindness. It's not even about the sex anymore with George Jetson. He's just happy to have somebody to because Rosie, she uses her heating coil to get artificially warm. He just wants to feel warm at night. So he just wants to get climb on her back and come from behind and just go toaster style on her and just feel something again. That's all George wants to do. He's getting cogged by Cogswell. He's getting sprocketed by Spacely. He's getting cuckolded by fucking Jane and, and Judy alike. Elroy wouldn't even fucking play catch with them anymore. And so he just wants something to feel. He just wants to find something in his life that he that has some sort of meaning. And if it, if it's... If it's fucking his robot maid and doing it toaster style while she has an artificial warming coil heated up so it actually feels like sort of a human with unbelievably smooth metal skin, then and then he has to do it and he doesn't mind it. And it's a sacrifice that he makes. And Rosie's willing to do it with him because she, you know, she also, but I will tell you this, here's the hard part for Rosie. Certainly she's not feeling anything. Uh, she's feeling empathy for George and she understands that Mr. J is... A man in need, and she's been trained to take care of a man in need. Maybe not physically, usually just by doing his fucking laundry, but at the same time, she recognizes she's advanced. She's she's like almost a T-1000 of robot maids. She, she can sense what you need. So she gives it up. She gives up the fucking robot box, and fucking George goes to work, artificial warming coil. He stays warm, and he even calls her Jane on accident a couple of times, but you know what? Fucking Rosie doesn't care. She understands what George needs. She's just taking care of it because that's what she's been trained to do. It's, it's the number one prime directive. Do not harm humans. The number two prime directive, fuck your human owner if it turns out his wife is banging Jet Screamer. It's right there. It's in the fucking manual. 
So she's willing to take one for the goddamn robot team, one for the Jetson team, one for the George team, a team of one. That man is working solo. You know, you think when you say the Jetsons, you think to yourself, well, that's like a baseball team. or That's like a group. That's like a gang. They're together. They're all fucking bonded. Red Rover style. They link their fucking arms. But no, man, because they're off doing their own thing. Jane and Judy working Jet Screamer. Elroy, he's fucking living his own life because he senses the tension in the house. And George is like, uh, he's not a team. He's a fucking golfer. He's a tennis player. He's a solo guy. And so if Rosie the Robot has to fucking give him some sort of warmth and make him think that he's, he's loved in some way, she's going to do that. She's going to come over and just go, you know what, fucking... Split my steel curtains with your fucking cock, George, and just feel something one more time. Just feel it, man. And uh, and it's their private shame, certainly. I mean, George isn't going to tell her, but he's fucking his maid robot. And uh, and Rosie's certainly not going to share that over at the robot coffee clatch when she goes and meets the other robots for fucking a, a cup of oil or whatever the fuck they drink. I don't know what robots do. Um, but good for her. Good for her that she's willing to take care of the family and try to keep it together in that way. Because Jane and Judy couldn't fucking care less. They're hoping Jet Screamer comes by with his fucking tour ship and takes them on the fucking road and just films them in a, in a, in a fucking, you know, Space Girls Gone Wild video and then posts it online. Uh, the Jetsons don't care about online. I got to be honest. With you. They've, they've moved past that. They've certainly advanced to different points in their life. Jane and Judy Jetson aren't hoping to do clips for the Internet. They're, they're long past it, baby. Uh, they got fucking Jet Screamer throwing ropes all over their goddamn beautiful faces. And those are beautiful faces. Don't kid yourself. Jane gave, gave George a fantastically beautiful daughter. But unfortunately, she's corrupted her mind with all this weird sex with rock stars. Jesus Christ. I, 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 and I don't mean to paint Jane as the villain in this. You know, some people watch Breaking Bad and they're like, oh, I hate Skylar. She's the fucking worst. Well, you know what? Skylar was kind of pushed into acting the way that she was a lot of the time because fucking Walt was a fucking monster. Now, look, we're rooting for Walt. But again, it's one of those things where like, Jesus Christ, if we can just please recognize that Walt is an anti-hero here. It's like when I talked about a devil's rejects, we're rooting for people who've boiled and killed and raped hundreds of people and literally eaten people. And that's the heroes of this fucking movie. We're supposed to root for them now by the time the third sequel comes out or whatever the hell, blah, 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 fuck, hell, fuck. Um, but then you've got the, the fucking... We're, we're, we're supposed to be... I, I lost my train of thought. You know why? Because I didn't want to say whatever the fuck again. I know I said whatever the fuck so many times. It's always my... It's, that's the thing I end sentences with. Instead, so I tried to change it to whatever the hell and I fucking completely... I lost what I was I was thinking of. Holy Jesus. And I was running downhill. I look at the fucking time now. Jesus Christ, is that insane? Um, I defy you to find another podcast that explains to you the the the... the this, the horrible sex life of George Jetson, uh, and 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 but also finding a tender moment for the man and his robot. All right, um, split my steel curtains with your Jetson cock. Uh, all right, I don't. Let's, let's. I'll just end that run. I don't know what the fuck I was saying. I that was a lot of that was in a trance. I think for just the past fifteen minutes, but that's fine. I, that's okay. I because I I don't have. Uh, I had a you know. <laughs> That'll have to stand in for what I was originally going to talk about today, because I, I, because you're, you're thinking to yourself, well, Mike, uh, you know, we had the bulletin yesterday, and we had you come on, and you're like, woo, 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 here, everybody, pay attention to this nonsense, and I was telling you that, uh, uh, you know, as we all know, the show usually comes out on Thursday, but I put it off for a reason because Friday, um, or I'm sorry, today's Friday, yesterday, Thursday, I was seeing Joker 
the Joker movie starring our friend Joaquin Phoenix. And I'm, t- I'm going to say this right now. No spoilers. So don't turn off the thing. I've, you may have seen my video where I said I was going to do a whole spoiler episode. No spoilers about Joker. All right. I'm just telling you that right now. Uh, so that's that's and that's the point I'm getting to. You know, I, I put out a video yesterday on Facebook and then the bulletin um, in, in the feed. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a Joker show because I can't wait to see it. I've been waiting a very long time to see it and I can't wait to see it. I want to talk to you guys about it because I, I um, you know, it's like the Tarantino movie. There, there's just things that uh, and also look, um, you know, my life is my life is my life right now. There's not a lot of I, I don't have a fucking, you know. <laughs> there's I want to tell you some stuff about the trip when I went with the mob, but that's gonna be an entire episode. Um, and and there's there's all sorts of things I wanted to tell you and share with you. But but uh, but today was all about Joker. I wanted to see the movie. I wanted to talk to you about it. I was going with my buddy Pat yesterday. Initially, I was going to go late night because I wanted to go with a full house audience and stuff like that. But I texted Pat and he said he could not go because we usually play poker on the first Thursday of every month. So he's like, well, that'll ruin poker. And, uh, and I love poker and I love seeing my friends, but I, and I didn't get to go in September. So he's right. I definitely, I didn't want to miss another month. Um, but cause I always talk on here, I never see my friends and that, and that's the time to see my friends is the first Thursday of every month to play poker. Um, but I'm all weird and selfish. Like I would play poker every week. Like if my friends wanted to have a game every Thursday, I would totally do it, but they can't. And so we do the one week a month, which is fine. First for Thursday of the month. Um, it just so happened that Joker was coming out. Now, uh, Joker was coming out on Friday across America, but in, in Los Angeles, it opens a little early, certainly. And so it opened on Wednesday and it may have opened on Wednesday by you or Thursday by you as well. So, uh, so I wanted to see it. I, here's the thing. I needed to see the goddamn thing because it's been out now for a month. It was it was shown at film festivals. It's been reviewed online. They're showing clips. I saw a trailer. Um, but you know me. I don't want to know a fucking thing about the film. I want to walk in the door clean slate. So I could not wait even and because everybody makes fun of me that I want to go to opening night. But it's really a, a function of the fact that I'm so extremely online. I'm, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Uh, and uh, and it, look. It's bad enough that I have to see interviews with guys or snippets or people giving their opinion on a movie they haven't seen. Everybody's out there saying the things that they're saying. And then Todd Phillips, look, I really wanted to see this movie. I'm excited. I can't wait. I want to go and check it out. I'm, I'm ready. And then for some reason, for the past week, the director, Todd Phillips, has done everything he could to make people not want to see the film. I, I don't know why. And look. If this is truly how he feels and what he's saying, then then that's fine. Certainly, you got to be true to yourself, and you got it. But you're doing you're doing press for what's supposed to be probably your life's best work, you know. And he's done some, in my opinion, he's done good work. Uh, I love old school. I and I thought the first Hangover was fucking awesome. I mean, either you know, and I know everybody everything's viewed through a different prism these days. But for when I saw them in a theater, old school may have given me the the hardest laugh I've ever had in a fucking theater. Um, and I've told the story on here before. I, I went to a screening of old school. It hadn't even, it was like two weeks before it even came out. And, uh, I'm, I'm going to spoil old school. I apologize. I'm going to spoil old school right now. By the way, now that I think about it, I really spoil, I spoiled, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three and I spoiled the Jetsons. I did all this. Is a, this is a spoiler episode of sorts. It's just, there will be no Joker, uh, Joker spoilers, but, uh, um, I, I saw old school in the theater at a screening, man. And it was a fucking, I don't, again, there are things that hit you weird. I don't know why, because this, this might not be a thing that you thought was funny, but the scene, the entire scene where they decide who the pledges are going to be, because I mean, look, and I think the whole movie's funny. All right. I'm, I'm on board with the whole movie, uh, except for one particular scene. And I'll get to that. But, uh, but the scene where they they're in the van 
Because the quick cut of it, they cut to the van with master puppets playing. And and they're going to tell the recruits that they're part of the fucking thing and they go to kidnap them all. And I, uh, it's, dudes, I, I cannot explain to you. Because, you know, here's, well, fuck you. I can exactly explain to you, but you may not understand it if you don't do this sort of thing. If you ever think of comedy literally, if you ever look at something and you think to yourself, that's really happening, you will fucking floor yourself. You will die. You will laugh your fucking self silly because because comedy is inherently silly. It's just so fucking goofy. Um, case in point, apply what I just said at the beginning of the show. Think about George Jetson being forlorn about the fact that his wife and daughter are getting trains run on them by the fucking Jet Screamer band, and now he has to fuck the robot. If you think about that really happening and you had to watch it unfold, it's fucking ridiculous. So I love ridiculous. I That's, that's fucking, to me, I've always said it before with comedy, dumb. I, I think dumb, but it's got to be fucking funny dumb, because there are people out there who are just fucking dull, and they try to be dumb or do something stupid funny, and you're like, nah, doesn't add fucking that. Here's what I will say, and you kids will know what I mean. That ain't it chief how about that and that's how online i am i know what that ain't it chief or this ain't it chief means i'm worried about myself i'm online and i know so many things i know what the, what fomo is and all that oh you might know what fomo is too i mean i don't know there's just just things that i shouldn't know what the fuck they mean i'm old man i'm 52 years old i shouldn't know what that ain't it chief means uh i shouldn't i shouldn't know what that's it that's the tweet i shouldn't know what that means but i do uh, because I am extremely online, Ec- extremely, on- extremely online. I don't know why I'm doing that weird voice. So uh, I saw old school in the theater and they come tearing around the fucking corner in the black van to to get their recruits and throw them in. And and the best I, it's you know why it's because it's I thought of them literally just driving around in a black van and stealing people like assholes with stockings on their heads. And blaring Master of Puppets. That, I think that was the key. The fact that Master of Puppets was used, it was such a ridiculous fucking music choice. But it's its so perfect. It just, it sells the fucking absurdity of the scene in such a way where it's just this black metal fucking van uh, and then just a hardcore fucking like thrashing song coming flying out of it. And they're stealing just fucking dudes. And my fa- one of my favorite things is the dude, I think his name is Spanish in the movie. He's got fucking crazy hair. When he sees, this is my favorite part, all the recruits, they fucking know. They know what's going down. So the, he's Spanish, sees the van, and he just fucking sprints for his life. Like, he just starts running, somebody tackles him into a fucking pile of water, whatever the fuck. Holy shit, dude. It is it is just so dumb. And then also, when Farrell jumps out of the van, and they, I think they take Pepitone, and they throw Pepitone in the van, and he looks at the wife, and he's like, you're telling me, and I'll fucking kill you. And then, he, and then she looks at him and he goes, ah, we're just kidding. And he, he smiles. He does the Will Ferrell thing. And then he looks at her, he gives her another third look. And then he takes a bag of chips and he fucking gets in the van. He, I know he improvised the chips. I know he did. You know he improvised that. And that's what makes it even more beautiful. That it was just, it was not, certainly not scheduled for him to take the fucking chips. You know the fucking crew went crazy when he took the chips. There's nothing better than when somebody improvises something and it knocks them out. I will tell you this story, and I apologize. I'm not jerking my own self off, and I'm not Will Ferrell style, whatever the fuck. But I was in a show called The Jersey. I told you this story. I was in a show called The Jersey. And uh, in this in this show, the Atlanta Braves were playing the Los Angeles Dodgers, and it was a fucking Disney show. So there was like a magic jersey, and a kid puts on a magic jersey, and he turns into fucking Chipper Jones. I don't know. I don't even remember what the fuck the plot was. All I know is it was three kids, and they had a magical jersey, and they could they could make all sorts of different sports stuff happen. And the hook of it was sports stars were in the show. 
So like Kevin Millwood was in it. He was pitching for the Braves. I think Chipper Jones was in it. And there's Dodgers, whatever the fuck. So I played. I'm a Braves fan. Another guy's a Dodgers fan. And they keep cutting over to us. And we uh, and they're just like, uh, yeah, just just make up heckles. But, you know, obviously it's a kid's show, so don't be an idiot. But just make up some heckles. So I've got my face painted like half. I think it's it was either half red and half blue or they actually quartered it where it was like quarter blue, quarter red, quarter blue, quarter red. I'm a Braves fan. I got a pennant, I think. And uh, and there's a Dodger fan and they're filming us both. And we both are just ad libbing fucking heckles. And I, I am, uh, look, you uh, listen, you've heard this show, particularly this episode. You don't know where my fucking brain's going to end up. So I, I just go off on some stupid tangent. I, I couldn't even tell you what it was. It's just like I can barely tell you what I said in this fucking show. I know the Jetsons were prominent. <laughs> I know I know we dealt with 100 maniacs fucking a nun. But, uh, and I, I know we avoided at all costs the death voice of Mrs. Livingston because I don't want to get the whole enterprise shut down. Um, now, let me ask you this. All right, I was worried about that community being angry at me for doing Mrs. Livingston's voice, so I avoided it. And yet, here I am talking about robots getting fucked. Are the robots coming for me? Are they going to come after me? The fucking hot rabbit robots? Oh, we, I did that parceling. I was like, rabbit, robot, robot, and then hot rabbit. Who do you fuck out of the, that crew? Because like I said, Rosie, uh, she's, she's, she's. I, I, am I revisiting? Am I going back now? Is this a question that really, we really need answered? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you my answer, and then we should put up a poll on the Joker's page and have everybody vote. Who would you fuck? Robot? And it's got to be. It's, it would be a, a sexy rabbit, sexy rabbit robot, or sexy robot. Uh, or just tender robot who understands uh, what your plight is and they just want to give you a, something to feel. <laughs> like, there's just hot, like, sexy robots, and then there's a robot who's like Jill Clayburgh in an unmarried woman, and she's discovering her own self, and then she's going to share herself. She's going to let you uh, share her delicate flower. Is that is that possibly what's happening? Um, there's a nurturing robot who you could also fuck. That's Rosie. Or there's a sexy rabbit robot who's like, ding, bum, bang, ding. That's the noise when she walks down. And I know that sounded like I was doing Mrs. Livingston's voice, but I wasn't, I promise. Um, all right. So uh, we, uh, before I get, I can't get too lost. We revisited the robots. What was I just talking about? A poll? Uh, it was a poll for who would you fuck? Um, but there was something else I was just talking about. Uh, old school. All right. Oh, uh, the jersey. So I'm on fucking set at the jersey. And I just start making shit up. As you can hear from this show, I, I don't I don't know what it is, but I'm talking about the Braves and the Dodgers and I'm just heckling and I'm fucking oh and Greg Maddox, I think, was on the on the show as well. He's on the bench. I don't know, but I'm just being I'm and I'm heckling and I won't fucking stop. And they just keep filming me. So it's this thing where he's like, just go until I say cut. So I'm I'm yelling and I'm heckling and I'm acting like a fucking psychopath, but I'm also funny. I'm being sharp and funny and I'm saying smart things, but also as saying them like some stupid heckler. Because again, work at the top of your intelligence. So I wasn't just gonna be like, duh, Dodgers suck, duh. I wanted I was sharp and funny and mean and talking about Brooklyn and all, I mean I was just a weird idiot, and and they just let me keep going. So I mean I I and my voice was getting hoarse and finally they they're like cut cut they wave at me and then. Everybody just starts laughing. The fucking everybody around me in the crowd, the fucking crew, the director. It was just it was fucking I was so I felt dudes. I felt so fucking actorish like I had just fucking nailed something. You know what I mean? And then uh, they came up to me and they're like they're they they were like, that was really great. Could you do it again? I'm like, oh, boy. Yeah. But I was losing my voice. But I made it happen again. They just did, we did several different takes, and I every and I trained. I changed up the material. I'd remember some of it, what I thought landed, but I would change it up and try it because that was the thing. Is I kept giving them alternate, different takes, and uh, and I had to do 
Jesus Christ. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say ten solid minutes. You know, because because it was like three minutes to three four minutes, and then you know maybe even fifteen minutes, like three five minute segments of me just heckling, and it was it was beautiful. I fucking crushed it. And and there's like I said, there's nothing better than when they fucking they're like cut and everybody starts laughing. And I got laughs every single time. Uh, even the Dodger fan guy, the Dodger fan guy, he was just, he did this bit where he was just shoving popcorn in his mouth and he kept talking. You couldn't understand a fucking word he was saying. And so then he's, he's doing that. Cause he's like a couple guys down for me. And finally his thing, he does the, the popcorn. I'm heckling, I'm heckling, I'm heckling, I'm heckling the team, blah, blah, blah. And he's doing the popcorn, the popcorn. And he's doing that. And finally we're going back and forth. I heckle, he heckles, I heckle, he heckles, I heckle. And then he puts all the popcorn in his mouth. He's like, rah, 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 rah. and there's a beat. And they come back to me and I'm supposed to heckle again. And I just go, What? And I know it doesn't sound funny, but in the context of the fact that we, he's supposed to be on the other side of the stadium from me, like he's not supposed to be near that. We're not sitting close. There's not, there's never an establishing shot where he's within arm's reach of me, but that's where the cameras are set up. So he's a couple guys away from me and then they keep switching to me. Okay. So I'm not supposed to be hearing this guy. It's not like he and I are having some weird contest. Uh, I'm supposed to be just heckling the Dodgers and the Braves. I'm supposed to be just going off, but I played it like I could hear him from wherever he was in the stadium and he did the popcorn bit. And I was just like, what? And then they, and that cracked everybody up. And then sure enough, I, I watched the fucking, when, when the show finally comes out nine months later, when, when the Jersey baby, that's it. Whenever there's a nine month passage, whatever you put out as a baby, your product's a baby. I, you know, we fucked in the stands that day. And then nine months later, boom, there's a Jersey baby and it, and it comes out. And uh, and they sure enough, they left in the what that that thing because and it makes no sense in the context of the story. But to them, it was so funny that I would I would see there's a fan on the other side of the stadium and I would be like, what? Uh, And it stayed in. And I was proud of that because I was like, dude, that's a straight fucking ad lib. And all my stuff was ad libs anyway. Uh, But but I, you know, there's something to be said for being recognized for your talent. And and uh, I know that sounds strange and I'm jerking myself off now. But but when you do something that makes people because I mean you guys are predisposed to like me I say this all the time and people are very nice like um, if you don't know the story worthy uh, show that I did I told you I did story smash a couple of weeks ago uh, or actually two months ago I think now but anyway the the, the story worthy podcast episode uh, that has my story smash episode in it when I told you remember I was like on stage and uh, I said I killed it in my two appearances and all these different things well then people were very nice I mean our buddy David um, and our buddy John Paul they they found it. Uh, and someone posted in the Westside 86 Jokers fan club page. They're like, hey, man, uh, Mike's episode of Story Smash is up. And then people listened and they're in. Look, people are very nice. And then and they were just oh, and I think it was our buddy Hugh as well. And they were just like fucking Schmidt. got robbed like he was the best storyteller on that show. And then John, I think John Paul was like, yeah, Mike got Mike got robbed. He was clearly the best. Now, I will say this. You're all very nice, uh, but you guys are predisposed to like me. I'm I'm uh, you guys have been listening to me for 12 years. You know what I am and who I am and the things that I say and uh, all this stuff. And you're familiar with the stories as well. So you're kind of I think and I'm not and I'm not fucking, you know, being being all bashful and fucking, you know, finger in my cheek and towing the sand. I, I get it. I'm fucking great. I know I'm great. But at the same time, there's other people out there who think David was great or think that uh, that other woman was great. And so you're but you're very nice. You're you're fans of mine. And so when you hear what I did, you can say, oh, yeah, you know, Mike was the best. And you're again, you're predisposed to like me. Um, so when I say that and I go I go off on a tangent about a robot fucking George Jetson or whatever the fuck you guys are more. Well, I, Jesus Christ, at least I hope you're still you could be you, you, mean, you know what? I could be talking to fucking a dead telephone at this point, like De Niro and heat. Uh, you're all Wayne grow. You're all fucking Wayne grows. And I'm like, oh, no, no, it's uh. It's fucking, it's, 
Henry Rollins is the muscle for this other dude. And he's like, uh, you know, who is this? And he's like, uh, you know who this is. And I'm talking to a dead telephone. Cause it's a, oh, no, I'm talking to an empty telephone. Because there's no dead man on the end of this line. And De Niro hangs up. And it's the one dude. And he looks at Henry Rollins like, oh, shit, save me. And then uh, let me ask you this. Uh, Henry Rollins versus Robert De Niro in a movie fight. Okay. Not in a real life fight. Because we know Henry Rollins is just a, he's literally just a throbbing tricep. That's all Henry Rollins is at this point. He's a tricep with eyes. <laughs> that dude is just he's just a fucking lat if you're going to yourself hey you know what can we somehow make a trapezius muscle fucking sentient and then make it angry uh but also kind of smart and then you'd be like hey there's henry rollins look at that smart trap muscle uh so in real life de niro gets fucking smashed by goddamn uh henry rollins but in a movie fight you got to take de niro all day every fucking day even bad grandpa de niro smashes a henry rollins just in the movie world uh, like Rick Dalton, he's playing the heavy and he's getting smashed by everybody, even though he could probably win those fights. Although he couldn't really. Rick Dalton's kind of a pussy as we as witnessed by when Cliff Booth wanted his glasses back and fucking Rick Dalton's like, come and get him, fucker. And then Cliff Booth cocks one fist. He's like, all right, all right, here's your glasses. <laughs> Don't hit me. Um, so you are predisposed to uh, to like me, which is nice. And I appreciate that very much. You like what I do. And that's cool. But then, of course, you're going to rally to my side. And that's why I didn't want to sell it too much on the Story Smash show when I told you that I was on it and just go, look, I was clearly the king of that show. Um, Because part of that is hyperbole and part of that is also what I feel that I should have won or I should have at least made it to the finals. Uh, So I wanted to share that with you. So you can download that now and judge for yourselves right now. I think it's the I think it's in the story. I think it's in the story worthy podcast. So download Chris and you should be subscribing to Christine's podcast anyway, because it's fantastic. She has people come in and tell stories. I haven't been on it in, in fucking seven years. I think it was on in 2012, 13, maybe it might've been six years. I was on in 2012 or 13 and, uh, and I, and you know, crushing it, making it and doing as I told a story, I told the father's day story and I, you know, it's funny. I'll be honest. I don't know if I told it as well as I could. Because I get to live in stories here on this show. I get to kind of go all over the place and make fucking things happen and do this. And and and, uh, and and you guys give me that. You're indulgent. And you allow me to go ahead and live in a story or go off on tangents and whatever the fuck. And you trust me that I'm going to buckle it all up, which is cool. But on that show, they're like, you know, you've got nine minutes. And you're like, ah, fuck. And I mean... If I sat down and went laser like precision and just wrote a story out, but I, I so I went in and I tried to tell it in nine minutes and I did good, but I, I could have done so much better. I think if I because, again, these a lot of the things I tell you, man, I'm living in the story and I'm telling you to, to you for the first time. Not anymore. I mean, all my stories have been fucking told. But in the first you know 10 years of this show, I was telling you stories of things that had, that were just ha- had, you know, maybe happened 15 years ago. So I'm telling you the story and living within the experience and reliving it in my brain. And so then it drags it out. Sometimes the story's 20 minutes long. Sometimes it's an hour long and, and that's fun. Uh, it's just though, when I do somebody else's show, they've got that clock as we've talked about every time I do a fucking show. That's why right now there's a rock solid episode where we did the once upon a time in Hollywood soundtrack. And, uh, and that, and, and we went over three hours, which is, you know, I, I, I applaud Pat for allowing us to go over three hours because he's also a guy with a clock and, an, and, and a fucking agenda. He's like, no, we got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this up. And, and I'm like, I get it. But what, for some reason, when I'm on now, like when I do the Eddie Money thing, which I'd done, and of course we've lost Eddie, unfortunately. But um, when I was doing that show or anything, Pat's just willing to kind of let me talk. And, and he does the same. He that's he's he's less guarded and has less restrictions when I'm around. 
you know, I'm sure he, he, for him, it's like, I'm, you know, what? I'm a bad influence on Pat. Let's talk about it. I'm the, I'm the kid in the neighborhood that his mom doesn't want him to play with. But then when he plays with me, he gets to play all, he has more fun than any, anybody else. And that's not true. I'm sure he has fun with Siegel and everybody else. But with me, he's willing to play. He'll play for three hours. Everybody else will play for an hour. And that makes me happy because I mean, I like talking, you know, that clearly, um, obviously as indicated by this fucking show where we talked about nothing and now it's wrapping up. So anyway, Joker, I, I let's, let's talk about that and let's get the fuck out of here because everybody's, everybody's got to live their lives and things to do. And also I was told this week, as I mentioned to you that I like to just talk and do whatever I can on my own show. Um, no less an authority on podcasting than Colin Hanks. Hanks says that podcasts should never be longer than two hours. Uh, or I, I, actually, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do him a disservice. He said, hey, podcasters, because, you know, we're all one one like hive mind. And he said, no podcast episode should ever be two plus hours. I think that's exactly what he said. And as I've said, if you're going to ter- if you're going to talk about podcasting, if you're going to find an authority on podcasting, there are very few people you're going to tune to with more weight and, uh, and knowledge on the subject than a filmmaker. Clearly, that's that's exactly who you want weighing in on podcasting, this DIY new form of medium that you do in your own house at your own fucking desk at your own fucking pace. You definitely want Colin Hanks, who literally in the credits of his films will have five guys with the word editor in the title, associate editor, associate editor, main editor, whatever the fuck. Uh, when you've got nine editors on staff, clearly you should be the one telling me how long I should talk for. Obviously, you're the guy who goes ahead and is the arbiter. And look, I'm shitting on Colin Hanks a little bit here just because I am I'm awfully tired of people telling me what podcasting is supposed to be. I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm not the fucking, you know, I'm not, I'm not the fucking podcasting Lorax. I don't sneak for the sneeches or whoever the fuck with the star bellies and whatever the fuck. I, I just, uh, just leave me alone. All right. Either, either pop in here and recognize that what I do is fucking amazing. Whether I do it for an hour or three fucking hours or, or, or don't listen. You know what I mean? There's plenty of other shows out there and everybody else has got a clock and everybody else has their own thing. And look, I'm not fucking narcissistic enough to think that Colin Hanks is talking to me. I'm, I'm saying for all podcasters, uh, you make movies, man, and you get money to make movies. And a lot of podcasts are a labor of love. I mean, I'm very lucky. I have Patreon people. I have other people who donate. And I've had unbelievable experiences come from this fucking show. Been to Kuwait, been to Japan, uh, stayed in people's houses, been to Indianapolis, slept in a room with a tanning bed. Uh, I've had all sorts of things happen and I have another incredible experience on the horizon, which I will tell you about as soon as I get it completely finalized. But I, uh, and I've been lucky enough, you know, I, I go, I, I, I've gone to New York on, uh, in Times Square. I've, I've been able to go on the road and meet so many of you go to Austin and Seattle and Portland and fucking, I know those are the first three cause I always do well in those cities. Uh, but to go to Cleveland and play in a theater with my fucking name on the marquee and lights outside to play a puppet theater in fucking Minnesota. I, I played a Dom, a BDSM dungeon in fucking Denver. I mean, I, I go out and have these experiences because of this show, because of what I do. And because of you guys, uh, your indulgence in letting me do what I want to do for as long as I want to fucking do it. So when these dudes come into fucking podcasting, they're like, ah, you know what? That should never be more than two plus hours. And you should, well, I'll tell you what, tell that to Dan Carlin who makes fucking hardcore history. And the episodes are four fucking hours and they're incredibly meticulously researched and they're fucking brilliant. They're fucking brilliant. The work that guy does, you know, these are, these are people who work incredibly hard and do fucking amazing work. And for you to come in and just kind of go arbitrarily. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Just because you don't want to listen for two hours because you don't want to fucking put in the time or you make the investment. And I get that if you can't or don't or won't put in the investment, then this isn't for you. Go find some, because again, I know I understand Mike Rowe does a 10 minute podcast. A lot of the vulture podcasts are short. Everybody else keeps themselves to some arbitrary clock. And look, I know I'm cutting off my own balls here by telling you don't listen to me because I do what I want. I mean, it's fucking strange, but it just, it just, 
It's like if someone went to Colin Hanks and they said, hey, here's the thing, Colin Hanks, your movies should never be more than an hour and 10 minutes. I can't sit and watch that. So make it an hour and 10 minutes or else you don't have my money. And Colin Hanks, rightly so, would go, well, fuck you. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to tell the story at the pace and with the material I have. I'm going to tell it at the pace I want to tell it with the material I have on hand. And I'm going to tell it and let it unfold naturally. I'm going to go ahead and look, I'll edit it. I'll film whatever the fuck. But at the same time, man, I'm going to do this the way I want to do it because I'm a filmmaker. Now, look, he's he's beholden to investors. He's beholden to producers and anybody who gives him money. And look, if he has arbiters who come in and they have to tell him, hey, man, you got to come in at a, at, a, at a 90 minutes or an hour and 15 minutes or whatever. Joker's over two hours. You know, I mean, did, did anybody go to Todd Phillips and go, hey, you, you know what? You can't fucking do this. It's a comic book movie. People have no attention span. Oh, really? The Avengers was three hours long. Quit telling people what they got to fucking do. So when Colin hangs on Twitter, it's just like, and because another thing too is people are like, then all the people are like, amen. Yeah, Colin, exactly. And you know what? It should never be more than an hour. You know, it should be as long as my commute. Hey dude, just because fucking podcasting is personalized doesn't mean I'm personally making it for you, Carl in fucking Nevada. Okay, no offense, Carl, you're terrific, but I'm not making a show for you to listen to specifically on your commute. Sometimes you're going to have to listen to me over three commutes. And, and if you like the show and you want to invest in it and you like me enough, then you'll give me that time. And if you don't, there's plenty of other fucking podcasts out there. The same thing with Colin Hanks. You know, he wants to come up and he wants to say all this shit. Well, dude, you're a filmmaker. Like I said, if someone came into you, granted, he's got producers and fucking investors. But if he didn't, if someone said, I will give you carte blanche, all the money in the world to make the fucking movie you want to make. But you got to make it in 55 minutes. And it has to be 55 minutes. Oh, and by the way, every movie you do from now on going forward has to be 55 minutes. Well, maybe you do that, I guess, for the money or the paycheck or whatever the fuck. But, uh, but then who are you as an artist? Who are you as somebody who, who creates to tell anybody how they're supposed to create? Could I, could I use an editor? Fuck yes. Could these shows be half as long? You're goddamn right. Nobody wants to hear about George Jetson fucking robot unless it's me telling you about it for fuck's sake. But for Colin Hanks to come in and just be telling people that it shouldn't be this long or that, I don't understand the rules. As I've said before, and I'll say it again to you guys, this is the only thing that's mine. If somehow I was to get a job writing on a show again, I have to answer to the producers. I have to answer to the creators. I have to answer to the showrunners. I have a job at that point, and I have a boss, and I have to do what I'm told if I have a show. If I do stand-up, if I do stand-up, I do have a boss. It's everybody in the audience. And if they fucking hate me, believe me, I'm fired a lot sooner than I wanted to be. This fucking show, I don't have a boss. I'm the Mr. Blonde of this fucking thing. I, let, me, let me tell you something right now, Marvin Nash. I don't have a fucking boss. Nobody tells me what to do. So if I want to open up a microphone and I want to talk for three hours, fuck yeah. If I want to talk for two hours, absolutely. If I want to talk for one hour and two minutes and 39 seconds, Done. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. If you want to follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy, you can do that too. Why not? I'm there. As I've mentioned, I'm extremely online. Find me, baby. Uh, in addition to that, I'm at Instagram and Snapchat. Where am I? Instagram and Snapchat. What's that? Instagram and Snapchat. Mike four zero Y O B on both of those platforms. Am I on TikTok yet? Nope. Am I on uh sifter? I think I saw something called sifter. Uh, and there was Path and Apple and whatever the fuck. Everybody, there's all sorts of stuff out there. But I'm, not, I'm none of those things. I'm here to tell you, like I said, Facebook.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Twitter.com slash the 40-year-old boy. And at Instagram and Snapchat at Mike, 
40YOB. Find me at those places, please. Our good friend Ryan Dirks does all the cool-ass stuff for this show, on the web anyway. I've got to contact him as well. He's got to fix my website because i got stuff on there that needs to be fixing. Um, you know, maybe I spend less time talking about the Jetsons and fixing my shut the fuck up. All right, so i got to call Ryan and get a hold of him. But you can find him at Facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. He's, uh, he's out there just waiting for your friendship. He wants to be embraced. He wants you to hug him and hold him. So please do both of those things. He may, I'm going to warn you, he may smell like livestock. He may smell a little like sheep because the man runs a farm. And I, he also did this. I saw this on his Facebook. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embarrass him now. Although, you know, he's probably fucking proud of it. I'm not embarrassing him at all. I'm only embarrassing him by mentioning it, I think. Not in a way to embarrass him like, ha ha, dumb. I'm just, it's just a, a, maybe an element of his life he didn't want exposed. Although, fuck it, don't put it on social media then. This dude just participated in a square dance in his community. And I think he was the caller. Do you know what that is? That's the dude who gets to tell you what to do. He's the he's like uh, he's the fucking jigsaw of the goddamn square dance, where he's like, yeah, would you like to play a game? Whatever the fuck, and he's like, Galaman left with your left hand, do si do, and away we go. I don't know why Jigsaw's running a square dance, but he should be. Uh, although he's got to get in line behind our friend Ryan Dirks, who's now fucking king caller, king sayer, as we used to say in the old days. Um, so yeah, so, you know, be his friend at facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks and ask him about his experience with a square dance. And also if you've got a square dance coming up, he's your man. That's the guy. Maybe we get him to go bad and nationwide and he goes all over the fucking place. He starts calling square dances from fucking pillar to post from left coast to right. There's fucking Ryan Dirks shows up. He's got, will have straw hat. will travel, have booming lungs. will travel because square dance caller. That's right up there with auctioneer, right? It's kind of the same that sold American like that bullshit. Uh, callers like Adam, I'm not with your left hand. Uh, bow to your partner and bow to your partner. I, I, I don't know why I've given a dead mouse beat. I made it really fast square dance. I'd be a bad caller. Look at that. See, I speed the whole fucking thing up and everybody goes flying off it like a tilt a world with no belts. Uh, but Ryan's out there, man. Find him. Ask him about his square dance fetish. Uh, and our good friend David Hernandez, whom you know and love and hold close to your bosom, he does music, he does art, he does all the cool-ass things for this show that I ask him to do because he's the best guy in the world, my favorite Hernandez that's ever lived. Um, and I've known many Hernandi, don't kid yourselves, but he is clearly the, the cream of the crop, A number one, top of the hill. My favorite Hernandez in the world is David. And you can he can be yours too if you want to go to facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and Adam is your pal. And then you got to go through his photos. He's got all sorts of photos. There are all sorts of artwork. They're lurking, waiting for you to check it out. Uh, he is, uh, well, how do I want to put this? He's just there. He's waiting for you. Please go ahead and sign up and be his friend. Go through his photos and his paintings. You will see a ton of artwork that he's done. And because uh, you might be hiring him to do something for you in the future. He can do oils. He can do watercolors. He can do all sorts of painting. He can do caricatures for your Facebook. And he also has a closed Facebook group. It's called I'm Dumb, You're Dumb, That's Dumb, This Is Dumb. Everything's dumb, I believe. And uh, you can go ahead and join that group. You'll have to add a closed group. You got to ask to join. And then you'll get three questions. Those questions three. And you'll have to answer those and not get thrown into a moat. Uh, and if you answer those, then you're in the group. Then you can see uh, other fucking amazing artwork that David has created for that group, that closed group. And he's also got a website called artbydmh.com. You can go check out all of his uh, straight-laced business type of fucking guy cons and valscapes and all the stuff he did when he was in an advertising uh, agency a million years ago. He's just done amazing work all throughout the mediums. If you want him to do your Facebook artwork, you can do that. If you want him to do, like I said, you want him to build a fucking mashed potato sculpture, a la Close Encounters, he could probably handle that for you. Whatever the fuck you need. If you want him to make a, a, a meat sculpture, 
Like I think he, I think he has a meat character he created, a guy named Big and Meaty or something. Uh, go ahead and check it out. But whatever, here's the point. Join the group. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. See a lot of the work he has there. Become his friend at facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez and scroll through his artwork there and check it out. Uh, or as I've mentioned, go to his website and see the cool stuff he has there. That's artbydmh.com, A-R-T-B-Y-D-M-H.com. Jolene, 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 Jolene I'm begging of you, don't make me your man Jolene, 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 Jolene Please don't take me just because you can Your beauty is beyond compare Flaming locks of auburn hair With ivory skin and eyes of emerald green Your smile is like a breath of spring Your voice is soft like summer rain And she cannot compete with you, Jolene I dream about you when I sleep There's nothing I can do to keep from longing when I hear your name, Jolene And it's so easy I can see How you could break my family But you don't know what they mean to me, Jolene Jolene, 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 Jolene I'm begging of you, don't make me your Jolene, 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 Jolene Please don't take me just because you can You could have your choice of men Your own age, so why is it then You have only eyes for me, Jolene I had to tell you, can't you see Take this temptation far from me Whatever you decide to do, Jolene Jolene, 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 Jolene I'm begging of you, I can't be your man Jolene, 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 Jolene Please don't take me even though you can. Hey, folks, we've got sponsors. Hey, folks. Hey, folks. We've got sponsors. Did you know that? We do. Sponsor. Certainly. Fearful Jesuit in the podcast called The Paranoid Strain. An amazing podcast available right now in the iTunes store. Why don't you subscribe to that? Why don't you listen to the latest episode? And our buddy, Fearful Jesuit, I'll tell you this. He, uh, I talked a little bit last week because I, I mentioned, because uh, this week's, uh, the, the newest episode is about the moon landing and he debunks all of the conspiracies behind that, uh, including, well, I, I don't know if I mentioned this because there were things I just, I don't want to touch base on. I don't want to give too many things away. He plays a great Mr. Show clip in there. 
uh, you know, it's it's he he gives I I don't want to give it away. Go listen to the episode. It's fucking amazing. I will say this: never ever, and because I don't know what I talked about last week with you guys, but I will say never ask Danny Unicorn to wear a monocle during sex. That's that's something you should definitely learn from this episode. I'll tell you that going in, and uh, and I will say I will say this to you too. Well, first of all, it's about the moon landing, debunking conspiracies, and he actually pl- he plays the clip of Kennedy. Where he says, uh, you know, we are, we are, we are not going to the moon because it is easy. We are going to the moon because it is hard. Uh, or I'm paraphrasing certainly, but it was something like that. That was actually Marv Weber giving his his take on why we should go to the moon. <laughs> we we do not accept these challenges because they are easy, but because they are hard. And I've parked my car in Harvard Yard. Thank you, John. Uh, and then shortly thereafter, his brain was used to paint his wife's clothing. And it was not, it's, that's not good at all. Hey, I just saw a different angle photo of that where Jackie's climbing out the back and JFK is like slumped. And, uh, and you get to see, I mean, it's look, it's, I, I apologize. I'm going to say this even though I shouldn't. Uh, it's Jackie climbing out the back of the car. So she's on all fours reaching for the social security guy. Uh, I, I, and look, by the way, <laughs> Right there. <laughs> that will explain why Kennedy got fucking wasted because they had a bunch of social security guys on detail. If you fucking get actual secret service guys, then you're fine. But if you hire the, that's what happened. That's the mix up in Dallas. They got the social security team running alongside the limo. They're just crunching numbers. They really didn't realize JFK is going to get fucking blasted. Jif eats a fucking bullet. That's right. I call him Jif. Jif eats a bullet and they're just fucking still got their abacus and slide roll out. And then she's on all fours climbing out. And the angle I saw was from the back. And uh, look, I mean, we all know she was hot. She was a hot lady. And, and, and granted, that's that moment right there. That is the single most stressful moment in her lifetime. And I feel bad for objectifying her. But yet she's climbing out and it's the camera angle from the back where it's just she's on all fours. And you're just like, you know, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, and, and I don't mean to be that person and I I'll stop and I didn't have to be that person. You know, who's angry right now. Colin Hanks. He's like, I'll tell you what, that's where you need an editor, buddy. Uh, and I'm like, you're absolutely right. CH. Uh, but, but the, the fabulous paranoid strain podcast, they don't need an editor. They're fantastic. They're getting it done constantly right now. Go to the iTunes store, download the podcast, please. The, I, the, uh, the, the paranoid strain subscribe to it, download it, listen to it, put a review in the iTunes store. Mention us, please, because then I'll let Fearful Jesuit know that you're listening via us and he'll continue to sponsor this show and he won't hate me. Uh, but he texted me. I'll get to that in a second. But uh, but download it, please. And also write a note to him. Theparanoidstrain at gmail.com. Or I think it's paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Fuck, I always... Uh, I'm going to say paranoidstrain at gmail.com. I believe that's what it is. But why don't you BCC theparanoidstrain at gmail.com just in case? But it's paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Write a note to our buddy Fearful Jesuit and go, hey, dude, hey, dude, I love your show. Turned on to it by Michael Schmidt. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jesus, I hear that fucking horrible sour note. My buddy Pat asked me yesterday, he's like, can you sing? And uh, and I was like, no, holy fuck. I said, if I could say, as I've said to you guys, if I could sing, I would never talk. I would just, I would just, my whole life would be a musical or an opera. I would walk in and just bust out fucking tunes. Um, but fearful Jesuit is a fantastic gentleman. He puts on an amazing podcast and a new one is on the way. I understand it's locked and loaded because, uh, you know, we've been promoting this for a while, but I've, I've just was able to dive in depth and listen last week. So, uh, and he even said, he's like, man, I got a new one coming in a couple of weeks, which is good. I'm looking forward to it. So please download. So when that new one comes, you'll be happy. But again, I was talking. So first of all, he texted me about last week's description because I talked about the guy in there who's denying the moon landing. 
And uh, and the guy was just like, I, uh, I, whatever. He's he said, I'm not going to say we didn't go to the moon. And he wants to have a fun conversation about it. I'm like, there's no fucking conversation. We went to the fucking moon. Stop. Nobody wants to hear you. And then he texted me and he's like, Hey man, that guy's like one of my best friends in the world. And I I knew who it was because he's had him on a previous show. And I know I know his relationship with this dude. And I know that he's an incredibly talented, smart. Uh, sensitive, creative soul. He's a gentleman and he's a good guy. So I didn't want to cast aspersions on him that way. But if you're going to tell me the moon landing didn't happen, I'm going to tell you to fuck off. I mean, I, I'm sure you're a great guy. You're lovely. You create fantastic artwork. There's people who love and admire you. You have friends. You've lived a, a great life and people out there there are will speak to your, uh, your strength and, and sing your praises. But if you're going to tell me the moon landing didn't happen, I, I, I just... Everything you've ever done. I don't give a fuck if you painted the Sistine Chapel. I'm going to have to look at you and go, all right, there's still going to be that caveat. You know what I mean? It's like Kyrie Irving's an amazing basketball player, but I genuinely believe he's a flat earth guy. And if you're a flat earth guy, we're done. I can't fucking anything else you say is suspect. If you're, you could even, if you're like, hey, I like creamy peanut butter over crunchy peanut butter. I'm good with that because I love creamy peanut butter over crunchy peanut butter. But if you're also like, and the earth is flat, well, I might switch to crunchy just to not be on the same side of the street as you, you fucking loon bag. So I'm sure this guy's a terrific friend of our good friend, fearful Jesuit, but at the same time to entertain such nonsense and actually be so confident in spouting it. And look, I'm a guy who knows about comfortably spouting nonsense, but I, I, you know, I don't believe half the shit I say about the Jetsons. (laughs) Uh, All right. So he's a lovely man. I guess, so I guess, I guess Jesuit wanted me to tell you he's a good guy, this dude. But at the same time, man, the guy thinks the moon landing didn't happen. It was faked. And he and then this fucking show tells you why that's impossible. The amount of people you would even the very just the open of the show where he does the, the phone call between the pizza restaurant and the guy setting up the fake moon landing. Even that just tells you the lengths they would have to go to to make this conspiracy work and still have it work to this fucking day. You mean one person didn't step the fuck up if it was faked? It's like it's just insane. So you can't just just because of the scope this government they, they can't do anything without a whistleblower showing the fuck up. You don't think that if Trump would have gotten in there, the first thing he would have done was said, hey, there's aliens and we never went to the moon. He just he'd want to be the guy who told you he's your annoying dickbag friend who wants all the fucking attention. He wants to be first. He's me ruining the masters for Pardo in Houston. But I said Mickelson won. He has to be first on the scene with the fucking news. If you're Trump, does, isn't the first thing you ask, hey, are there space aliens? And did we go to the moon for real? You know, he fucking asked, although he is pretty incurious. He might have been just like, hey, did I ever go to the moon? And do I have space aliens I can buy? I don't know what the fuck. He's a chump. Uh, That's a good word. That guy's a fucking chump. But anyway, I'm sure this guy's lovely. And and just because he saved your life in Nam doesn't mean he's a fucking idiot or Nam. Was it Nam? I guess it's Vietnam or Nam, whatever the fuck. I didn't go. Uh, I I was supposed to go. They called me. I, I would not answer the phone. I clearly, I avoided that phone call like the fucking plague. I'm like, fuck this, man. My mom's got me on a leash. I'm far too young. Uh, but this guy, you know, if you're in the shit with a guy in Nam and then you got to stick by him, that's fine. But then when he doesn't, he denies the moon landing. And then you're going to, you got to go. Yeah. You know, he's a sweet guy, except for the fact that he thinks that there were no real dinosaurs. What? What the fuck? Yeah. He's a cool guy, except he doesn't think we really die. We turn into zombies and all the apocalypse happens and we all live in subway tunnels. It's like that shit is insane, but good for him. I'm sure he's a lovely friend to our good friend, fearful Jesuit. Uh, so, but the thing I wanted to tell you about the show, there's the clip of Kennedy. We did not go to the moon because it was easy, but because it was hard. That clip is in here. And so you got to listen to the show for this reason only. It's worth it. It's fucking worth it. To hear a president talking about what we as a nation can do. 
okay? Rather than hearing a fucking president bragging about what he as a president has done. It's worth it for that sound clip alone. For, for John F. Kennedy to think on a nationwide scope and think about all of us getting something done together instead of bragging and just, it's, it's like if, if instead of Kennedy, if instead of him going, we did not go to the moon because it was easy. If instead of that speech, instead of he goes, I fucked Marilyn Monroe several times and she was at my birth. Even you know, he could even say fucked because Trump doesn't say fuck. Here's what he would say. This is, this is John F. Kennedy's equivalent of Trump uh, uh, rallying the country. I don't know if you saw, but Marilyn Monroe sang to me at my birthday party. I've always loved Marilyn. She recognizes what I've done for this country. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask me what I have done for myself and my country and what Marilyn did for me in bed last night, if you know what I'm saying, but we couldn't close the deal because blood was coming out of her wherever. Uh, (laughs) fuck you. That fucking asshole. He has ruined us forever. Not Kennedy. Uh, all right, man. So that's that. Uh, go get it. It's a fucking amazing show. Go ahead and download the, uh, the the Paranoid Strain podcast is available right now in the iTunes store. Go subscribe. Go download. Go listen, please. Uh, Uber and Lyft exist. You want to drive for Uber and Lyft? I've got codes. Lyft. The code is uh, what is the code? Mike 720057, M-I-K-E 720057. Use that if you're a first-time passenger. Use that if you want to drive for Lyft as well. Uber, the code is DJW, no, wait, DJZW1YTTUE. <laughs> Fuck, I thought I had it memorized. DJZW1YTTUE. I mean, I do have it memorized. I just forgot a Z. DJZW1YTTUE. That's the number one in the center there. And also, by the way, I've been telling you lowercase and all that bullshit. I don't think it matters. Um... Because they gave me the code and it was all lowercase, but then my I I it said your friend entered this code and it was all caps. So who the fuck knows? I mean I mean, and nobody's doing this anyway. I just throw it out there every fucking week. Who cares? But just in just in case, use lowercase for fucking Uber D J Z W one Y T T U E. Use all caps for Lyft M I K E seven two zero zero five seven. All right. Uh, I have a YouTube station. Go ahead and check that out. It's over there now, waiting for you to go ahead and visit and see cool things on it. Uh, up this podcast is uploaded. Will there be other things eventually? Yes. As I roll my eyes at my own fucking incompetence, but there will be stuff coming up. Uh, as a matter of fact, you know, it's funny. Uh, like I was, I was talking about, I was going to do a Joker episode. This was going to be all about the movie Joker. And then I, I put it out yesterday that there would be Joker talk and I was going to spoil it and I couldn't wait to discuss it. And there was a, a, a an avalanche of people. There was, there was at least, I, I heard from people in the double figures. Don't kid yourself. Um, who just said, Hey, could you not do that? Because we really want to see Joker and, and, uh, we'd love to hear what your take on it is, but we want to see the movie first and, and people are, and you know what? There were people online who were like, well then don't listen. And they, and they think you're defending me, which is totally nice. And I appreciate you doing that. People are like, well, just save the episode until you have to see the movie. Well, but there are people who can't see the movie for like a month. And maybe there are people who can't see the movie till it's on Netflix. People have kids, they can't go out. And also, um, there are people who like to listen to the show right when it comes out. And I'm honored by that. I mean, that makes me happy that people want to listen right away. So if someone's like, dude, I don't want to, I don't want to delay your podcast because I want to watch the movie. So if you spoil the movie, I can't listen to your show. Well, I'm willing to accommodate you. I mean, uh, eventually I'll get to talking about it and going into the details probably. But, um, but I, I heard people, I, I listened, people were very nice, contacted me via messenger, contacted me on the Joker's page. And, uh, and so I, I did not spoil Joker for you. I won't tell you anything about it. I, I, you know, go see it and then we can all talk later at a later date. But, um, 
but yeah, so I, I didn't want to spoil it for you. So that's it was very nice of you guys to, to make me to make yourselves heard. So I should do a YouTube video about it, and then you can choose whether or not you want to check the thing out. We'll see if I can get to do that. But uh, I'm I'm so busy, folks. I'm so very busy, as indicated by the show coming out on a Friday. Look at me, my my day is chock full of staring at the ceiling. And I got a stucco ceiling. That's a lot of staring. I actually found a face in the stucco by my fucking desk. I'm not kidding. Like I, I literally can, it looks like a face dudes and I'm staring up at it and I'm like, all right. And I look, it hasn't talked to me yet. So I'm not exactly a racer head, but at the same fucking time, I'm looking up at the stucco and I'm like, holy shit. I see it. Clearly I see a face stucco face. Uh, and I'll tell you this, perhaps I now have a Halloween costume. Who knows? Just got to put, put a bunch of fucking oatmeal in a bunch of cottage cheese and scream it on my face. Uh, but that'll start to stink later in the night. Uh, all right. So there's a YouTube channel. It's uh Mike four zero Y O B. I believe just go to, you know, it's the 40 year old boy, YouTube channel, go to YouTube and put in the 40 year old boy. You'll find it. You'll find me, put in my name and look for me. I'm there. I'm lurking. I'm there. I'm excited. Uh, go to Mike and go check out the Amazon link at the, it's on the merchandise page, which you all know is the Joe business page. Click on the Amazon link and Hey, you're shopping. You're getting stuff. We get money. They get money. You get stuff. It's a perfect symbiotic relationship. It helps this show stay afloat. And I appreciate you very much for thinking of me. Uh, buy your Amazon stuff through our Amazon link. Go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com. Go to the merchandise page. That's the Joe Business page. And then click on the Amazon link. And look, it costs you nothing, man. You're in there floating around. You're shopping anyway. So why not use our link and we get a taste of the gig? It works out perfectly. Again, as I've mentioned, we get money. They get money. You get stuff. Thank you so much for thinking of us. As I said, it, t- it costs you five seconds of time. You go to my website, you go to the merchandise page, you click on the Amazon link. Done. Now you're shopping. You're in Amazon. You're getting it done. And we get, uh, you keep this show afloat and it makes me happy. It makes you happy. It makes everybody who likes this show happy because they constantly got me in their ears on a Thursday slash okay Friday. Uh, but we're going to be, we're really trying hard. We're efforting to be Thursdays. Joker messed the whole thing up. That's right. I'll hang it on Joker. That clown prince of crime, 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 <laughs> that hateful Harlequin. He's gone ahead and done this. He, he, he totally bollocks up this week's show, but that's fine. That's what he does, man. Uh, but next week he will not be around to fuck things up. Good for you, Joker. He's got other, he's got other fish to fry. He's got other comedy fish to fry. Uh, so yeah, go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com, go to the merchandise page, click on the Amazon link, and then you're shopping. Buy some Joker merchandise. Why wouldn't you do that? Buy yourself something nice. Buy something for your friends. Uh, and then we have Patreon. In case you you are you supporting through Amazon is fantastic. That costs you nothing. Patreon will actually cost you dough. That'll actually cost you money. I'm glad you're thinking of me. Thank you so much for going ahead and making it happen. Patreon, uh, patrons, patrons, patrons of Patreon. As I've mentioned, there's stuff coming. I, I, there's all sorts of plans and ideas. Eh, not all sorts of, but I have some ideas and plans coming forward for the Patreon page. Um, but if you want to become a patron, go to patreon.com and look for my name. Uh, look for the 40-year-old boy. Look for Mike Schmidt and find me and become a patron. That would be great. You're a monthly donor who makes things happen. Now, are there rewards? There are. Um, they're a little uh, specious at this point, and that's my fault. But, you know, I'm, I'll tell you what. I'm putting out a comedy show every week, and also I'm doing Twitch, and I'm, I'm not trying to negotiate you down. I'll, I'll find a way to make it right to Patreon people for their support. And I appreciate them thinking of me and making this show happen. Uh, but if you want to become a patron right now, go to Patreon and, and become a monthly supporter of the show because it really fucking helps, man. Cause I've been, man, I'm spreading myself fucking thin. I'm driving, I'm doing stuff. It's, it's all a fucking side hustle. It's all an, it's all a crazy internet gig side hustle. So go to Patreon and become a patron of this show and help me out. That'd be cool. And also I'll tell you what you want to talk about side hustles. Let's get, uh, let me tell you this story. Um, Cameo exists. Now, if you don't know what Cameo is, you can download that to your phone. It's an app and I'll call you 
and I'll leave a message or I, but it's a video thing like you get, I don't call you like specifically. There's a video message you get from me where I talk to you and you can tell me whatever the fuck you want me to say. Like I said, you can tell me to call your uncle and tell him he's a jag off. You can call a priest who molested you, whatever the fuck you want me to do. And I'll be mean to them. Or I can be nice to whoever you want me to call. You can call and say, Hey, look, this is somebody I admire, somebody I enjoy. Or you can just gift it to somebody who likes the podcast and go, you know what? This person would really like to hear from you. Let's get a cameo. You download the cameo app to your phone and you look me up, you find me, Mike Schmidt. And I think 40 year old boy, I think will find me as well. There's keywords. And then I'm there and it's 20 bucks, man. It costs you 20. I get 15 of it. Cameo takes five right off the top. And, uh, and it's a perfect deal for you guys. It works out great. Uh, but I don't know if it works out great. You get me uh, sending a video and, and, and people like it. I will tell you this. Uh, I've been, people have been very nice to engage me and I do appreciate it. And they, I'm glad that they think of me with cameo. So it's out there. Now, if you want to book me put cameo on your phone or book cameo on your laptop, I think, and you can look me up and I'm there and I'm, I look, dude, I'm cheap. I think fucking, I, I just saw names of new people that are on there and I was like, holy fuck, even YouTube stars are charging like a hundred bucks. I'm 20 bucks and I'm fucking, and it's bang for your fucking buck. I've done, I've done 10 minute cameos, which are way too fucking long. I won't do those in the future unless you specifically say, Hey, can I get a longer cameo? Let's do that. If you want a longer cameo, tell me, <laughs> don't tell me anything. Just tell me what I got to fucking say. Cause I'll tell you what, I had the weirdest cameo this week and not even weird. Um, as I've said, people have said, Hey man, talk to my frat brother. Hey, talk to my son. Hey, talk to you, which is cool. That's what cameo is about. They want me to go in and, and be friendly or nice or mean, whatever the fuck they want. Well, I had a, a, a listener. His name is Kevin. I'm not going to get into the full name, but I got it. Kevin bought a cameo last week and, uh, and I went and looked at it and it said, Hey man, there's a cam girl that I've, uh, supported for a very long time and she's excellent. And I would really like it if you could do a cameo for her. This, she doesn't know that we're doing this. And he gave me, he's like, here's her name and here's where you can go find her online. So, uh, you know, I went and perused this person and I went and looked at her. I found her on Twitter and I found she's got she's got an only cams link. She's got a buy me coffee link. When I, so when I talk about side hustles in the Internet and I talk about trying to this gig economy and trying to stay on top of it and making as much money as you can as quickly as you can. Well, this is a woman who does that. You know, she's and granted, she's chosen. I've chosen my mouth to make a living. She's using the rest of her body as well as her mouth. And it's working out for her. I mean, she's obviously she's a successful cam person because she's got all these different links. People are sending her stuff. I went to her page and I looked at her Twitter thing and she's and I'll tell you this. I went and looked at her fucking Twitter page and I was like, oh, how you doing? I mean, she is very naked and interested in putting things inside of herself and good for her and people pay her to do it. So why not? And then he comes along and he's like, give her this fucking cameo. So. I didn't know what the fuck to do because I don't know this person and it's internet creepy. Look, I, I, for me, it's not a creepy. For, Kevin's got a relationship with her at least, you know, and granted it's a monetary based relationship, but she knows who he is and he knows who she is and they support one another and good for them. But I, uh, you know, I'm get, I'm thrown into the mix and now I'm supposed to address a cameo to a, to a cam girl who is essentially naked. And here's my favorite part is as if it wasn't awkward enough that uh, I internet stranger has to address a beautiful woman. Kevin writes, here's her link. You can go and check her out or jerk off or whatever you want to do. And I'm like, wow, Kevin, thanks for the permission. Because again, he knows if anybody knows me, it's going to be Kevin. He knows that that's what I do, baby. Uh, <laughs> sometimes twice a day, we're taking care of business. But he, um, he said I could go jerk off to her, which made me laugh. Like he hit the starting gun. I was all crouched down waiting, but I went and checked out her page and I, I, uh, I did not jerk off to her. I went and looked at what she does and I found her other pages and then I did a cameo for her and I didn't know what the fuck to do. I mean, I'm just talking. I tried to be as, as, uh, nice and respectful and cool as possible for her and Kevin and whatever their relationship might be and, and her business. And, uh, but also I gotta be me. So I'm also kind of fucking silly. 
and I, I recorded it and then I sent it and I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. And then the next day on Twitter, I hear from, from Kevin and I hear, uh, he's just like, dude, that was great. He, he was, he was more than pleased with it, which made me happy. And then she writes me on Twitter, a private note, and she could not have been nicer. And she's like, this was so sweet. Thank you so much. And then she's like, do you mind if I tag you on my website or on my, on my Twitter page? I know it's not safe for work. And Kevin laughed and he's like, uh, if you listen to his podcast, he is anything but safe for fucking work. And, um, and so I wrote, I, I said, Hey, look, yeah, I, of course not, please. I, I that would be great. And then I, I realized that I said, of course not to tagging. So I, then I replied and I said, I meant, of course you can tag me, please. I, it would make me happy if you did, but she hasn't yet. Uh, so when she does, maybe you can see my cameo that I did for her. I don't know if you can go to my cameo page and see those things, but I'm t- I'm here to tell you, man, if you've got uh, a child graduating, if you've got uh, a mom in hospice, if you've got uh, a, a mom in hospice, I brought this thing way the fuck down. If you've got a porn star, you like supporting online with your clinking coins and you want me to tell her exactly how hot she is. I'm here. I'm the fucking guy you want to do that because I'm going to go ahead and rev it up. I'm going to tell her everything about how hot she is. And I'm also going to be uh, suitably bashful and I'm not going to steal her. And I'm certainly not going to jerk the fuck off. But if you want to go ahead and put me in fucking order and make me the guy who does it, I'm absolutely the guy you want to have fucking TV in. Podcast! Podcast! Podcast.